Welcome to That's a Chunky. This is Kevin, J-Rod, King of the Slams, and our special guest, uh, James, who I would I would call the tour guide of Twitter at I-T-Y-S-L underscore memes. And he's going to have the worst night of this job for him tonight because um, it's the adult tour, J-Rod. <laughs> uh, welcome back. We've had James before. We got to do an amazing um, episode during season one. Uh, I'm going to start us off with softball tonight. Jared's really good at guessing our poll results. Uh, I was lucky enough to make a poll again that wasn't universally hated. Um, so this poll is uh, describe your spouse. Okay. The options are help me through the time JB Taco stole my lines. Mm-hmm. Uh, a model. I had her poster on the wall. Then I met mm-hmm. her. She asked me to marry her. Yep. Uh, made sure the kid did not. Kids did not respect me. Mm-hmm. Uh, loaded a little bit older doesn't look that good <laughs> Surely. Uh, harmless but lost a ton of money making a mob movie tries to recoup losses selling movie props to my friends um, was killed by criminals I was pursuing also famous for helping to orchestrate Christmas oh, um, okay. which do you think is uh, the number one I, my vote would be the Odenkirk one just because he was in the news this week. And I also think it might be the best answer. So I'm going to go with Odenkirk. The James, model. What, do you, what do you think? Yeah, I, I would go with Odenkirk also, although I do have a soft spot in my heart for uh, the wife who helped um, <laughs> helped him through uh, the Jamie Taco fiasco. So it was really close. Uh, 63 votes the wife from the Jamie Taco line uh, edged out 50 uh, Bob Odenkirk's probably imaginary wife. Um, Here's, here's the thing. Have you guys ever heard of the concept of like, is it manic pixie dream girl? Have you ever heard this term? I've heard it. I don't really understand it. So it's like this premise that for years, all movies were written by men and like all love interests, like many of the love interests were these like, women that were totally unattainable yeah. to okay. the men writing. Yeah. And um, I just feel like there's going to, there needs to be a new thing in comedy sketch writing where the wife is just based off this woman who just delivers like too good of a uh, uh, performance. Yeah. And you're just like, wow, that woman seems like an amazing wife. I think she's uh, like, if the answer was best spouse, I think she, she takes it by a mile because she's such a good spouse to him. Um he does not need to glug down any beers to, to be married to her. <laughs> like she's like, she she is very supportive. Yeah, she the, is. The, the double thumbs up from the the audience of his play know, when he I delivers his one line is just like, you know, <laughs> your heart swells seeing. And she was so anxious when Jamie Taco was talking over him. She was like kind of cringing and stuff. And then when she he came through, so yeah, she was great. We should try yeah. to get her on this show. I bet she was phenomenal. Uh, I'm trying. She actually um, has, she's one of the people that uh, she's been in a couple things where I'm like, I could go either way, but we should definitely try. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. Realize I want to get the the guy from the Claire's ear piercing video. (laughs) I feel like that guy was transcendent. Yeah. Um, I I think he'd be great. I'm sure he's game if you can get him. I mean, we've been very lucky this season. (laughs) I know. Um, but um, did anybody? Yeah, the, the Claire's uh, guy. Uh, the Claire's guy had 
quite a monologue too. Like that was some some <laughs> like very intense acting and line delivery too. Yes, yes. Um, did anybody see Tim on Seth Meyers? The, yes. Yeah, yeah. The one where he talked about Biff with that one. Yeah, that was yeah. amazing. Uh, then also where Seth talks about the sketch where Mike O'Brien interviews insects. Yes. And Timmy's just like, yes, how can I wrote that sketch? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> um, um, does Tim seem more camera shy than you would think for someone as funny as him? A little. I think he's just, he doesn't like interviews, which by the way, I have an inroads. Not good for us. Well, so I met a guy at a wedding, like a wedding reception this weekend, who's a comedian who knows Tim Robinson. So Ooh. I'm going to try to, and my wife like hit it off with him. He's an Indian guy. He used to be my friend's like comic partner, uh, okay. who was also in the the scene in DC. Um, so I think I have like I have a foot in the door. And this dude okay. is cool. His name is Choxy. He lives in New York City now. I think I can try to work the connection to get Tim Robinson or to get to his people. So, but he's going to be a hard sell because I think he he hates doing media. Um, yeah, it's hard to get him. Yeah, there was a profile of him like. A, a big profile and interview i forget what but it was in um that when season two came out and it talked specifically about how he like hates interviews and is like really uncomfortable in them and like talked about how he was very stiff doing this interview until like one of his kids came or one yeah. of the interviewers kids came on camera and then like tim robinson really opened up and was like very uh you know his guard let down I'm willing to use our kids, Kevin. Like, if we need to put kids on this, like, I can, I can pull out all of them. You can pull out yours. Only uh, if I they're think, over sixty lbs. I know sixty pounds. That's the problem. <laughs> I think I only have uh, one over sixty, so that's going to be a challenge. And the others can just put rocks, some rocks in their pockets. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> or they'll just smoke some menudos. I don't care. It's worth it for the Tim Robinson interview. Macanudos. <laughs> Macanudos. I forgot. Sorry. Uh, so. Uh, Jared, you texted me the Vulture article about yeah, I think Coffin that was the Flop, interview. Yeah, uh, which is just absolutely must watch. I must read. I think, I think you would say <laughs> yeah, a must um, read. Yeah, people must do that watch stuff. that article. Um, so, just for the listeners out there, uh, the Vulture article: How Coffin Flops Coffins Got Flopped. <laughs> uh, uh, just a lot of really interesting insight. Um, hopefully. I'm going to try to book some stunt coordinators for the show. I, I want to expand on that. I feel like we bonered it on an interview. Like we were talking about like, why did they need a stunt team of like 15? And we were like, what would it be for? It just crashed more. And then afterwards I was like, oh shit, it's clearly coffin flop. Because, like, I know. <laughs> um, and do you see the Seth Meyers interview where he was like, well, there was one where we were trying to get a guy to flop onto a bird. And like the bird kept flying away. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate the effort, though, to try to get a bird to, like, get hit by a naked dead body. Um, but there was a great – and, James, I sent this to Kevin, like, just before this podcast. But um, there's – on the NFL – or not NFL, the NBA Twitter feed, there was a comment about, like, the Knicks signing a bunch of, like – or, no, the Lakers signing a bunch of older players. And it was, like, this is footage of the Lakers after every back – like, our home and away. Back next to year. back. Oh, yeah, back to back. And it's just the coffin plot footage, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I think I did see that just before getting on. Yeah, yeah. I know. It, it was fantastic. So good. I, 
I saw a great NHL one last week. It was like NHL GMs, and it was like some still from the Little Buff Boys competition. <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, having having gone to school with a bunch of uh, like pro hockey prospects. You're like, really? You're you have a chance. Like you're like five three. <laughs> yeah. um, and in all respect to him, I'm just I didn't understand back then. Um, good moment to tie in this post on. I think you should leave Reddit from. Uh, this is a. I love reading the usernames spontaneously. This is not mess. Um, <laughs> James might have even made this. I don't even know. The post says Gen Z. The porn industry is exploitative to women. And then it just has the screenshot of Tim Robinson saying, "We're allowed to show him nude because they ain't got no soul." <laughs> <laughs> James, if that was you, your name, you could let us know. That was not me, but that is good. <laughs> you know, I, I uh, uh, a week or two ago, I did a, on Twitter a ranking of all of the flops from Coffin Flops. Yeah, I saw that. Um, yeah. <laughs> one of the, but one of the ones as I was ranking it, this was before I had read that article about how they did it. So one of the ones that I thought had a lot of potential, but um, cut away before you could really see, like the potential realized was the one on the stairs where yeah. he flops out of the coffin and he starts sliding down, but then it cuts away like yeah, in right. less than a second. Um, and I was disappointed because I thought that had really high potential. But in that article, it talks about how just the logistics of the like flopping and sliding down the stairs was not really feasible. And so they didn't, they weren't able to get a long cut wow. of it. And I thought that was very, that was very telling in that article. Um, I think you should leave uh, someone Dragwa. I'm going to pronounce it with a French one, uh, name. It has the guy staring at the uh, intense Dan Flash's t-shirt and it says me trying to memorize every quote from I think you should leave season two. That's good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, uh, let's see. I'm, I'm only, I'm only going to throw a couple at you guys today. Um, there's a lot of good stuff on there. Um, but I'll say this. One person, and this is so meta and amazing, Timeline uh, 40 posted, when you keep reposting your shitty meme so it won't die in new. And he his his screenshot says, Trips, triples makes it safe, triples is best. And he posted it three times. <laughs> um, so kudos for that. Um my the light in my room is on a timer um very responsible of you and has gone off and it's pointed away from me that's a very teacherly thing a room (laughs) with like lights turning off automatically i know uh quick question while i go um was the the protagonist from the jamie taco sketch about to drive drunk huh when he Ooh. left to go home to his wife, right? Right, yeah, because because yeah. they had the uh, sleeping bags there for yeah, the sleepover ready, so they could drink over. as much as they wanted. He clugged a few cans. He clugged a few. He's a bigger guy though, so like he could absorb sure. some alcohol. Um, I don't think so. I think All he right. was. I, I think he drove safely. I think you should leave his soul wholesome. I, I don't yeah, think I don't it could think happen like that. I, I think he probably uh, went outside and and then if he wasn't safe to drive, called his wife to come pick him up yeah, and yeah. she would have gladly done it. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So I, I promise I'm not shilling for all these companies. They give me nothing. Um, but I do Go have on. to say uh, there's an artist named Brad Adams. Bradams. I believe he's not Brad on Instagram. 
Uh, he's made a Tammy Craps doll. Um, is the head I, filled with farts though, or no? Uh, they're not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. Okay. All right. All right. Um, they dealt with the situation, and uh, I'm above sixty lbs. As you can imagine. <laughs> um, and uh, so I have one of those. He did send along also this uh, Bozo dubbed over koozie. Oh, you got it for free with the Tammy Craft. Yeah, oh, isn't that very great. thoughtful? He put some hilarious notes in. Um, like our um, close friend of the show, Swayzeen. I have to throw out, he, ble- he, he blew my mind last night. He has actual Dan Flash's shirts. Are, like he really does? He has, <laughs> he has like a polo and a long sleeve um, so I ordered 365 of each just to like have <laughs> the year um, set off. So I hope you've been saving up your per diems for that per diem. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> I'm so weak right now. <laughs> shut up, Doug, you fucking skunk! God, I love... Shout out to Swayzeen for sending Nick Azarian um, an Angels and Archways t-shirt, which so he, smart. he tweeted out. It was great. That was great. And I'm also wearing a corncob TV shirt yeah, no. um, that I think I just saw in an Instagram ad. But uh, the salesperson said I was the only person he's ever seen really pull it off, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I feel good about. Um, on that note, I think we'll have a lot of stuff around the edges. But but let's jump into um, the sketch we're going to talk about tonight. What can I um, can I interrupt the agenda? I just, yes, I, I want to. I, I think my answer to this has changed probably by every couple of days, but James, let's go around and, and say what your favorite season two sketch is right this moment. Oh man. You start. James uh, starts. Yeah. Okay. So I, it's changed a little bit um, like day by day. I think maybe partly just from kind of rewatching it a couple of times before coming on to record here i think that the uh brian's hat insider trading is the one that consistently makes me laugh the most um i i hesitate to say that it's my favorite necessarily but it is the one that's making me laugh the most consistently i think yeah deuce you go oh i'm gonna be a little wishy-washy I'm I'm gonna say how I'm feeling now, but I have a couple that are really growing on me. But I'm gonna say Crash More right now. You guys are killing me because my one and two right now are Crash More <laughs> and the Hat. Um, wow. And I, and I feel like for the benefit of a segue, I should just say the Hat, and then we can just start talking about it. But I yeah. think it's I think it's Crash More by a nudge. But the Hat is right there. The Hat is so good. Um, yeah, and I think when I started this little question, I was thinking of the hat, and then I started thinking about Crash more longingly, and it's just <laughs> it, it's so good. Like just like even him like conveying sadness about his wife being murdered, where he's like, I can't stop crying, and then it's just like <laughs> like that's him acting sad. It's just like that actor Biff with you know I can't the, stop crying. The, I can't stop crying, <laughs> and he's just I like the best. That acting performance is insane. It's great. Yeah. It's, so it's great, great because it, it's also like a two-part sketch where you've got know, the, the trailer and then you've got the interview. So it's it's there's layers to it and there's layers to his acting as you guys talk to him about 
It, and the best part is that that's not him. Like he kind of said something to us, like I'm kind of a hip a hippie, and it's like <laughs> he's playing this like asshole Santa Claus. It's, I know. it's insane. Um, and by the way, during our interview, it was on video. Um, he was totally wearing the suspenders, which I thought was a subtle detail about him being Santa during the interview. And he's like, "No, these were the suspenders I was wearing," <laughs> which um, <laughs> just made me love it even more that he ha- and he was just like wearing them as his normal attire. Yeah, I think it's cr- and I think the two part of it makes it kind of an unfair battle because you get to see two sides to the character. Um, but that real has- quick. So damn good. I, I told yeah. I told Biff I would say this. He said when he's talking about Westworld, he talked about Ed Nelson. He meant to say Ed Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm definitely, that, yeah. just for anyone who didn't realize, um, because I've definitely done a million things like that. Um, we just I just wanted him to get that correction out there. Um, but yeah, all right, let's let's get into this hat. Let's get in the hat. Yeah. I, I think what I'm gonna do because I have a ton of stuff written on this, but I know how James prepares for stuff. I just want to get out of your way for a second and let you say what you want to say. I'm ready to jump in at any moment. Um, okay. But tell us why this is your favorite sketch. So I, I've i come to realize that I am a sucker for the kind of um, voiceover like yeah. in this sketch and very similar in uh, the Turbo Team sketch from season one where there's a yep. person who's describing mm. a situation and they give like specific quotes and you see the actors both <laughs> acting out those things and their mouths moving in sync with the quotes that the voiceover yeah. is giving. Um, and Real I, quick, I've, the, the best part is when she does the, she kind of impersonates him going, who said that? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, don't do the voice. That's incredible. And I, I realized that actually many years ago i realized that i was a sucker for that kind of thing um that the show and i, I guess it started as like a web series uh drunk history have you ever watched yeah, that yeah it's so great there's a it's lot really of that, that in yeah. drunk history where they're describing really like you know what george washington said or whatever and you know will ferrell or whoever is acting out and mouthing those words and so i think that's part of just like in general i crack up at the delivery of the, I guess, prosecutor or whoever, um, reading in like the blandest possible monotone <laughs> voice, these like text message quotes, uh, and then watching, you know, Tim Robinson and, and everybody acting them out. I think that part of, partly just that sets me off. And then I think also just the hat itself is <laughs> like a, one of the greatest props in, in comedy ever. <laughs> Um, I think, and also I think part, part of, uh, what makes me laugh about, about the idea of Brian wearing this, this kind of like out there hat and like really feeling good about himself wearing it is that I can, I can think back to like when I was in high school or college or whatever, and I had some probably questionable choices, like similar, uh, maybe not as, (laughs) Uh, quite as bad, but similar that retroactively, I feel like we're pretty embarrassing. Um, so uh, I can relate to <laughs> both Brian and the people laughing at Brian, I think, uh, as well. Um, yes. But then, I mean, th- <laughs> there are a lot of very, very funny moments in the sketch. Also, um, I think 
the uh, the what one of the parts that's I think uh, set me off just the last time I watched it was when they're talking about the dice and the kind of camera kind of cuts over to to Brian in the courtroom and he's kind of like battling with the guy next to him over the dice <laughs> and the voiceover kind of like gets quieter and so you're not paying as much attention but she's saying so sad so sad so 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 sad it's so heartbreaking but i can't stop laughing tears are literally streaming down my face thinking about his dumb dice <laughs> and i think it's just the the woman's monotone reading this uh, extended text message making fun of him is also uh, very, very funny to me. Um, but I guess, okay, so that's that's my long monotone. I've got plenty more I can talk about, but I'll, I'll let you guys jump in also. Yeah, so real quick, that that prosecutor, I believe played by Gita Reddy, um, I mean, like, that is a wild amount of words she has to deliver. They're hilarious, and she has to do it in that um, very straight-faced, uh, monotone delivery. We have a special guest hopping on, by the way. Hi, uh, Miles, Miles, can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear you guys. All right, guys. So you guys don't know who Miles is. Um, but okay. Jared, you'll be able to figure this out. When our um, guest from a few weeks ago uh, dared someone a hundred bucks to eat a sloppy steak. Oh, no. Miles is the person who did it. Oh, man. You're a hero, and you have my my youngest son is named Miles too. So I'm, I'm oh, a wow. fan. Yeah. How was like? I need to know how was a sloppy steak because part of me wants to try one, but I don't want to ruin a decent steak. So. Well, the thing is, you can't ruin the steak. Um, and also, I, <laughs> okay, I, I wouldn't recommend doing it with a decent steak. Um, okay. There's there's a balance there. Uh, really, it's just steak with water on it. You know. <laughs> there's absolutely nothing more to it than just a steak with water on it um you guys went to the outback right yeah we went to the outback um do you, do you was, have like any repercussions was there any like what the fuck are you guys doing so here's the story um my friend joe and i um he was in his house we were like neighbors i saw that the post was only three hours old and i was like nobody's done this right so i go over we get dressed we look like real pieces of shit um, you know, we, we slick back our hair, we wear some chains, we find these vests, um, we, we got our pants tucked in, um, and so we go to the Outback, uh, and, you know, they, they're like, can we ask about the, the dress, you know, cause they, we're clearly sticking out from everybody else and it's not very busy. Like we would, it would have been better if it was busy, you know, so we could have blent in. Um, and I was like, yeah, my boy here just got promoted off the night shift at quick trip. Uh, we're celebrating. <laughs> um, and so we, we sat down, we ordered the cheapest steak, uh, <laughs> And they're like, uh, what would you like for your side? And he, he got a baked potato and I got fries because we panicked. Um, <laughs> we, thought, we thought it was just going to be the steak and it'd be easy. Um, and then we were trying to figure out how to film it without looking conspicuous. Because we, we, thought, we thought once we poured this water, it would be like SWAT, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I know sloppy steaks, guys. <laughs> Wait! <laughs> um, we're good guys. But uh, really... Really, they you know what are they what are they gonna do? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I <laughs> what, don't are, know. what are they gonna do? 
Um, Figured it was one of the laws. Um, <laughs> um, Outback is not Trufani's, though. I mean, Trufani's has a brand where you need you got to eat the steak dry. I'll, I'll admit, I, is Trufani's a real place? I don't. I don't think so. I, I, I did. I didn't think so. But then you, the way you were saying it, I was like. Was there a better way to do this? <laughs> no, no. So, Miles, Jared, and I actually met. Uh, we both had the same order. We both got the chicken spaghetti at Chickalini's, uh, and we've been friends ever since. So you like, like, used to be pieces of shit. Like, we way, used, yeah, to yeah, yeah, used to be. Yes, used to be. Actually, yeah. uh, <laughs> white couch, white bathing suit, glass house. Glass house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that was one of them, right? Live um, for so New Year's Eve. Live for New Year's Eve. Eve. That, that might have been true for Jack. White Lamborghini. <laughs> so this might be a good time to bring up. Uh, is anybody familiar with the um, like online chef uh, who does a show, Binging with Babish? Yeah. I've heard of it, yeah. So he actually did um, sloppy steaks recently. Um, so one, he said the water doesn't ruin it. Um, but then he kind of like, elevated it he made a uh a dot like he's dashi to make a kombu like a broth okay. okay uh with some mirin and some soy uh he got an a5 wagyu beef uh which was oh. 500 dollars a pound okay um so instead of just water it was actually like a broth that looked like water um he used edible 24 karat gold because he wanted to be put it in real piece of shit territory <laughs> uh, it's a it's a i thought i was gonna watch the video and just sort of laugh at the novelty but he actually cooks what looks like an amazing meal um so that's worth checking out as well i feel like that's cheating but it actually because that sounds delicious um it does i bet you it sounds is. like it would make the night so much more fun yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, dangerous so, night yeah so so james i know you're you and i i think both are a fan of that montage at the end of that sketch to me like a lot of the rest is set up and it's funny um i'm sure james because you're so well read on this stuff you know that that was ezra koenig from vampire weekend wrote that with tim which is amazing yeah yeah i i really would love to hear a full version of that song i'm sure it exists somewhere also if anybody's a fan of hip-hop it would not have been easy to miss um this song called uh, Step to My Girl, I believe, with um, it's Vampire Weekend featuring Danny Brown, uh, Heems from Das Racist, and uh, Despot, who I think are like three of the best rappers. Uh, definitely worth a listen there. Um, so, so let's talk about that montage, James. And we sure. are going to get back to the fedora, I promise you. Okay. Um, the gif you made of uh, him smiling on the beach made my night last night. <laughs> Just that smile when he sees the kid, I believe. Yeah. That's, <laughs> I, I, I actually, so that, that smile at the end and like the kid that he sees sitting on the beach, I, I've been struggling with how to interpret that because do you think that that's like the present day kid that he's holding is like encroaching on his nostalgic like reliving his memories of his sloppy steak night nights yeah, his dangerous I think, nights i think that's probably it yeah and like, so that's... it's like symbolizing that the, the kid smiling at him is sort of saying like yeah you used to be a piece of shit but you're not anymore people can change i th yeah i think it could be 
both. Um, I also wonder if he's it's saying that that kid is a piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> or will I be? I didn't see that coming. Um, I mean, the kid he looked like kind of looked like a piece of shit. I mean, his grandfather used to be a piece of shit. So That's true. It's in, in his family. blood. It's in his he's blood. Yeah, hereditary, and um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think I think you leave has this weird ability uh, in sketches to make you feel kind of like warm in some way, um, and it doesn't make any sense. And you're like, oh, that made me feel nice. Um, yeah. Except, except if you're me, and every time an episode ends, instead of going to the next episode, it's been going to the motorcycle sketch, <laughs> which I used to really love. But now, just like in my nightmares, I'm like, here it is. Um, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's kind of killing me. I can't just watch the next episode. I got to switch. I guess I just, if I finish that episode, maybe it would do it. I don't know. I have the but... same situation with Netflix where it pulls up the first episode again where it's like the guy at the job interview and it always cuts to that as the next episode like it's unfinished it's like netflix needs to get its shit together because i do not want to go back to season one episode one <laughs> I, I also convinced my friend who's like a little worried about how weird the show is to watch and it started him on season two and i was like he'll oh. love episode one. yeah it's like you got to kind of warm into season two yeah you know? yeah yeah i agree I put together uh, sketch shows like, um, like I, I write sketch comedy uh, for my college. Okay, I'm we, listening. Um, oh yeah, no, huge uh, Tim Robinson fan um, in his writing style as well. But the way we organize shows is always like the crazy shit at the end. Um, yeah, because you gotta give people the most bland, not not bland, um, but easily palatable, formulaic stuff at the beginning, yeah. and then you know. Then Makes a lot of sense. Can we? Is any of your uh, like sketch comedy available on YouTube? Or? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm the current president of a group called Sharkwing Sketch Comedy. Um, yeah, just a little plug there. Nice. Uh, no, we, we're you're yeah. welcome to. Um, do you have a favorite sketch? Um, in our most recent show, uh, which is called Sharkwing versus Birdfin. I wrote a sketch that I really like, um, which is a guy and a girl, uh, like just a married couple on an airplane. And they're just, you know, they're sitting talking to each other. Uh, but over the intercom, the um, the pilot keeps like buzzing in to say like, uh, hey, if, uh, if anybody could look around their area, I cannot find my sandwich. Um, <laughs> back to your flight. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously, then the flight attendant's like... Um, uh, yes, please. Could uh, everybody check their area for the captain sandwich? Um, and it progresses to the to the captain going, "Okay, any of you cowards, <laughs> tell me where my goddamn is." <laughs> you know, and uh, it, it's it's revealed that it, he is Sully, and he crashes the plane into the Hudson because oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he has to go right. back and get another sandwich. Um, yeah. Amazing, yeah. I like good. it. Uh, I love it. Should check that out. All right, so so real quickly, and we have our last seven minutes. A um, couple of you are going to be back to talk about the hat again, but um, James has some theories, and I want to see if I can guess what his theories are because I have some theories too. And about these the aren't all mine, but like I've read some of them. Maybe some of them are mine. I don't know. First theory, I read this one, which is that from the Calico Cut sketch, 
he doesn't work there, which is why he needs the door held for him. Uh, also, a theory is that he might be Satan, which Jared mentioned yeah. last week. James, is that one of the ones you had? Yeah, the, the Satan one is the one that I uh, is my pet theory. And I think so the support for it is that uh, the one time he opens a door, it turns into just like a, a red background and he disappears yeah. into it. Uh, and every other time he, he gets other people to open the door for him. Um, and he does seem to be like, you know, getting a lot of people under his thumb, owing debts to him. You know, it seems like a pretty devilish uh, kind of guy. Yeah, and All there's right. that footage of him pun- punching the cup, um, which, you know, he's going to use for <laughs> right, yeah. something Satan You don't want do. that hanging over your head. Punch me in the cup. Um, one theory, which I don't think I made this up either, is that... Um, Reggie from the YouTube sketch in season one is the one who visits the ghost tour. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was plausible. one of my theories as well. Yeah. Very plausible. I mean, yeah. they, they're basically wearing the same outfit. The, the plaid shirt with the hoodie, zip up hoodie. You know, they're both uh, using foul language and not really comfortable with how to moderate them. They're both kind of like trying to fit in with what they think the right thing to do is. Yeah. You know, Reggie making his YouTube video, the guy at the haunted house just making adult tour comments. Both of them cry pretty easily. <laughs> um, and, and both of them seem to have like a weird mom relationship, you know. Uh, yeah, Reggie, damn. you know, hope nobody I goes that, home and fucks my mom. The other guys. I think, I think you're right. <laughs> I, I think it ha- it, it's got to be like very, I mean, if it's not intentional, the character concept is identical. Um, yeah, yeah. I love uh, that. I re- it, it, it's interesting. Oh, the ghost. I, like, I still keep thinking about that line <laughs> when he gets pulled inside, and he's like, "It's interesting." The ghost. Yeah. Well, it, the, it, the and he says it. that he says that in response to the tour guide saying, "I'm glad you're having fun." I know. And he interprets <laughs> that as like, "Yeah, I am having fun. It's interesting." The ghosts. <laughs> Just when he delivers the line of like. Where he's like just crying, it's like, do any of these fuckers? <laughs> so far. And then you think he's gonna ask a real question, but all right, we should save that for that episode. Yeah, I know. You're he doesn't done. have any better words to describe. I know. I know. I know. Do any of these fuckers? Um, the last one I have is that the driver's ed teacher from Tables eventually becomes Principal S. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. Rivermont. I, I read that one as well. Yeah, yeah, that's another good one. Yeah. There's a theory um, that the job interview guy from season one, episode one, gets the job where he chokes on the hot dog ooh. Um, and then loses the job. Yeah. I also saw a theory that um, that the guy from the job interview is the calico cut pants guy, and that's why he always has other people hold the door for him because he never knows oh, if it's yeah. pushing. Oh, oh that's right. a good one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, lots of good, lots of good ideas. Uh, any other theories that we missed? I think we covered all the ones that I was thinking of. Yeah, nice. When you said that to me, I was like, I know we have some of the same ideas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna squeak this in before uh, the end of this part. Um, this writer for the New Yorker named Rachel Syme wrote an absolute brilliant article called i haven't I read you, this yet i really want to read it the yeah. love language thing yeah i think you should leave as a love language so um obviously some people might not know this there's a concept that there's love languages they're like 
performing acts, um, giving kind words. I'm trying to remember what all the five are. Touch, I believe is one. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, and yeah, it's just talking about how I think you should leave it. It's just this love language, you know, um, when you're talking to someone else who's a fan of the show. Really well written article. I'm not gonna lie. I'm definitely gonna try to book her for next week on the podcast. Yes. Because um, I'd love to uh, hear more from her um, eloquent um, writing. If you book her, I, I will definitely read the article before the podcast. <laughs> I'll, I'll commit to that. Okay. All right. So um, some of us, are, uh, we're all going to be back for part two, if you want. Um...